Joshua chapter 17, verse 1. Now in this chapter, we're going to cover the land that Manasseh took on the west side of the Jordan all the way to the Mediterranean. And it's going to talk about all of those towns. 1. And this was the lot for the tribe of Manasseh, for he was the firstborn of Joseph. As for Machir, the firstborn of Manasseh, the father of Gilead, because he was a man of war, therefore he had Gilead and Bashan. The clan that came from the firstborn of Manasseh had Gilead and Bashan, that area. And Manasseh, who was the firstborn of Joseph, gets a lot more land than Ephraim does because Ephraim is the secondborn. This is interesting because Jacob gave the greater blessing to Ephraim. Obviously, that greater blessing didn't result in more land. It had to result in something else different that we'll read about later in the Bible. But for now, Manasseh is getting his birthright of having more land. With Rachel and Leah, Rachel was the one who Jacob loved. Joseph, her firstborn, his two children are Manasseh and Ephraim, so that's why Manasseh's inheritance is so great. 2. And the lot for the rest of the children of Manasseh, according to their families, for the children of Abiezer, and for the children of Helek, and for the children of Azrael, and for the children of Shechem, and for the children of Hefer, and for the children of Shemida, these were the male children of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, according to their families. That's six sons that Manasseh had, and this land is going to be divided between those clans. 3. But Zelophehad, the son of Hefer, the son of Gilead, the son of Machir, the son of Manasseh, had no sons but daughters. These are the names of the daughters. Now these are the five daughters that inherited land because there was no son, and God wanted to make sure that the land still stayed in the family. So God allowed the land to go to daughters if there's no son. Mala and Noah and Hagla and Milcah and Tirzah. Those are the five daughters. Four, and they came near before Eleazar the priest and before Joshua the son of Nun and before the princes saying, the Lord commanded Moses to give us an inheritance among our brethren. Therefore, according to the commandment of the Lord, he gave them an inheritance among the brethren of their father. The five sisters reminded the high priest and Joshua that they had been promised by God to get an inheritance as if they were men, and Joshua honored that. 5. And there fell ten parts to Manasseh beside the land of Gilead and Bashan, which is beyond the Jordan. 6. Because the daughters of Manasseh had an inheritance among his sons, and the land of Gilead belonged unto the rest of the sons of Manasseh. The ten parts are five for the daughters and five, I guess, for the sons. 7. And the border of Manasseh was, beginning from Asher, Michmethoth, which is before Shechem, and the border went along to the right hand unto the inhabitants of En Tapua. This is kind of on the southern part of Israel. It's west of the southern part of the Dead Sea, and it's east of the Mediterranean Sea, and it doesn't touch either of those seas. 8. The land of Tapua belonged to Manasseh, but Tapua on the border of Manasseh belonged to the children of Ephraim. Looks like Tapua, this area, is kind of cut in half between Ephraim and Manasseh because Manasseh is on the north of it and Ephraim is on the south of it. 9. And the border went down unto the brook of Cana, southward of the brook by cities which belonged to Ephraim, among the cities of Manasseh, but the border of Manasseh was on the north side of the brook, and the goings out thereof were at the sea. Here's another thing that was divided in half. The brook that went to the sea, the brook Cana, the north side of it belonged to Manasseh, and the southern side of it belonged to Ephraim. 
10. Southward it was Ephraim's, and northward it was Manasseh's, and the sea was his border. And they reached to Asher on the north, and to Issachar on the east. Yeah, because Manasseh's territory touches Asher and Issachar's territory on the north. It's south of them. 11. And Manasseh had in Issachar and in Asher Beth Sheen and its towns, and Ibliam and its towns, and the inhabitants of Dor and its towns, and the inhabitants of Endor and its towns. Now later on there's going to be a witch of Endor that we'll read about when we get to the reign of the kings, King Saul. And so that's where that witch is from, in the town that was in the territory of Manasseh. And the inhabitants of Tanakh and its towns, and the inhabitants of Megiddo and its towns, even the three regions. 12. Yet the children of Manasseh could not drive out the inhabitants of those cities, but the Canaanites were resolved to dwell in that land. That's sad. They actually tried to drive out the Canaanites and couldn't do it. And that's because of a lack of faith, not a lack of might. Our success depends on our faith, not how strong we are. Because God always uses the weakest people to glorify his name. You just have to believe. Jesus said, with God all things are possible. So it doesn't matter what your circumstances or your setbacks are. You can conquer the enemy, which is the demons, when you have faith. But these people, I know that the reason they lost those battles was because of a lack of faith. Because if they had believed, God would have certainly had them win. Because that was his will. His will was for them to take over the land completely. 13. And it came to pass when the children of Israel were waxen strong that they put the Canaanites to task work, but did not utterly drive them out. Now this is contrary to God's commandment. They were supposed to drive them out, not make them slaves. 14. And the children of Joseph spoke unto Joshua, saying, Why hast thou given me but one lot and one part for an inheritance, seeing I am a great people, forasmuch as the Lord hath blessed me thus? The children of Joseph are Manasseh and Ephraim, and they're asking Joshua, why did they only get a small point of land? But their perspective is wrong, and Joshua is going to correct them. 15. And Joshua said unto them, If thou be a great people, get thee up to the forest, and cut down for thyself there, in the land of the Perizzites, and of the Rephaim, since the hill country of Ephraim is too narrow for thee. Their perspective was all wrong. They saw that there was trees in their land, and they didn't think that they could take over that area because of the trees. And they thought that they could only live in the valley, which was too small. And so Joshua said, no, you have the whole land. Take all of it. If you need to cut trees down and kill some giants, do it. Take the whole land. Don't be wimps. 16. And the children of Joseph said, The hill country will not be enough for us, and all the Canaanites that dwell in the land of the valley have chariots of iron, both they who are in Beth Sheen and its towns, they who are in the valley of Jezreel. See how they're making excuses? They're afraid. They don't have faith. And they're saying the giants and their chariots are too big. Remember, God doesn't like chariots. He doesn't respect chariots very well. He's already destroyed the chariots of Egypt, and then he destroyed chariots in a battle that we just read about. So these people should know that chariots are not an issue with the Lord. He annihilates them. 17. And Joshua spoke unto the house of Joseph, even to Ephraim and to Manasseh, saying, Thou art a great people, and hast great power. Thou shalt not have one lot only. 
18. But the hill country shall be thine, for though it is a forest, thou shalt cut it down, and the goings out thereof shall be thine, for thou shalt drive out the Canaanites, though they have chariots of iron, and though they be strong. Joshua is holding his ground. He's saying, your problem isn't that you don't have enough land. You have plenty of land. Your problem is that you don't have any faith, and you're not willing to take that land over. So you need to conquer the land that God has given you. But that concludes Joshua chapter 17. The children of Joseph wanted to compromise with sin. They wanted to try to make peace with it and live with it. But Joshua was telling them, you don't make peace with sin. You don't try to get along by letting the giants keep their space. You have to wipe them out. You have to conquer them. And in our own lives, we have to conquer evil. We have to eradicate evil from our soul. We don't try to make peace with it and say, I'll take the valley and you take the hills with the trees. No, we don't walk around on eggshells with the devil. We have to conquer him in the name of Jesus. And that concludes Joshua chapter 17.